They came from the dark, like a cruel echo from the past. Crazed creatures once again began to hound the dwarven denizens of Gondolgrim. But this time, the situation was more demonic in nature. From Dwergar traders, we heard stories of adventurers who escaped from the shackles of the drow, encountered several demon lords, defended the deep gnome city of Blingdenstone, and survived to tell the tale. It is in this moment of desperation that I, King Brunor, Battlehammer of the Dwarves of Gauntlegrim, reach out to these special individuals who have braved the demonically tainted Underdark once before. Rastos, the raging Minotaur Barbarian, wielder of flame. Jin, the Wood Elf Assassin, whom they call Laughing Death. Sir Loren, the Dwarven Cleric, bringer of moonlight. And Drew, the Drowish Ranger, or he who will not be seen, though there are troubling rumors that connect him directly to the demons. It is into these hands, known collectively as the Howling Dark, that I thrust my hopes that this invasion can be withstood, nay thwarted. Only they can lead a last excursion to send these unholy beings back into the abyss. Sir Lorne. Hi. We last left you at the Sferfneblin um, secret entrance to the uh, path um, to the above ground, to, you know, Faerun proper, to the Sword Coast, where they popped out above, um, and they were on the Tribor Trail. They went on their own adventures, both Jin and Rastos, um, running into Caliban the uh, tiefling wizard um, and they've been on journeys we may have to revisit some of their journeys later but Sir Lauren we left you I believe in that tunnel after Demogorgon the sighting of him um, you all escaped him once more not easily and um, we le- last left you there uh, what did you do after your companions in the howling dark journeyed upward well, I believe what uh, started to happen was uh, Yantha and I were together, and we were beginning to head back. To uh, Bling and Stone? Yes. Okay. My eyes were kind of adjusting because I no longer have dark vision. Right. So. You made a deal. Do you want to describe that deal? Yeah, that deal was with, uh, let's see, what was his name? Uh, Glyphic Shroomlight, the deep gnome that's in charge of the Barrow Cavern, Ruby in the Rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I made a trade with him that he said he would probably be able to commune to my god. He said, I have a stone here that would work for uh, a spell that I was, a spell component that I was needing. And it was uh, for, um, what was that? Uh, what was that fucking spell called? Uh, clairvoyance. And so I wanted to use that for combat, you know, for the war kind of thing, just kind of preparation thing. And I said that I would trade my dark vision for that sort of sight. And he produced a orb with the uh, symbol of Serun on it, which is the eye with the stars surrounding it. Sweet. So you uh, no longer have dark vision as a Dwergar, but you do have all the other 
abilities of a Dwerg are. Um, invincibility, you can um, enlarge yourself, etc. So your eyes are adjusting, and it feels strange. Um, although colors are the same to you, when things become very dark, you just lose that ability to see in that grayscale kind of way with uh, your dark vision. So your eyes are adjusting, and you and Yantha are making your way back to Blinged and Stone. Um, and you uh, were kind of doing this in a downtime sort of way. Uh, this is sort of the halfway session for Out of the Abyss. Um, and so you make it to Blinged and Stone without any problem, especially since both you and Yantha know this area very well. Um, it goes without saying that you are going to hear weird screams and weird things going on in the Underdark that you normally wouldn't hear due to the demonic invasion. Yeah, likely from that cavern that we had passed through already. Exactly. Too, yeah. Yep. Um, but you make it back to Blingdon Stone, and you can see that everybody's sort of cleaning up from the battle, uh, taking people down to the Ruby and the Rough uh, to bury them, uh, put them away, um, taking off valuables from the Drow soldiers, um, and burying them as well. And so, uh, yeah, it's up to you what you want to do, Sir Lauren. Uh, the first thing I'd do upon returning is I'd find the Nerf Levin, who was out there, um, kind of like taking care of the bodies, and I would see if he had the head of, uh, of Ivara and the spear that Dro had shot uh, from his giant demon bow, uh, because I, those are two key items I wanted to meet, bring to Menza Baranza. Yeah, sure. So you're you're more than able. Uh, they did save the body of Ilvara Excellent. for you all, um, as I think you requested before you left. Yeah, I paid him like 15 gold. Yep. And I was like, here, give me this stuff. Yep, so that's already prepared for you. Um, and you have one of those long arrows that Terrifying are looking. They're like harpoon. five feet long. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 not doing it justice to say arrow. It's more like a harpoon or javelin, like you said. But it is shaped like an arrow and black and twisted. Um, and yeah, you have both of those. Uh, so then I would likely go and uh, probably have a meeting with Sunny and Dobro, Sunny and Dobro, because uh, I'd probably want to. Um, get some sort of blessing from them if I'm going to basically walk into the heart of the drow and be like, look, this is some sort of evidence that we're united. At least like the Durgar and Snurred Levelin. So, upon telling them that you're marching into Menzo Baranzen, Dobro goes into his normal fit of rage. You gotta be fucking kidding me! The goal of this dude! And he just walks off. <laughs> Senny, dear, it's okay. You realize why he's upset by you saying that. There's no doubt I understand. I, I don't think many of us would ever dare to venture there. And can you explain yourself why you want to do this? Well, it would seem to me that the only way we can stop them is together. The demons are obviously more of a threat than the drow at this point. I don't think the drow realize just how big of a threat, especially if they've already been, you know, uh, infiltrated by them. And what makes you think that the drow and the demons aren't working together? That's exactly what I intend to find out. Well, your task is noble, if not brave, if not a little bit dumb. But you have our blessing. We just hope that you end up okay. What you've done for Blingenstone cannot be replicated by any person ever. So please do not get yourself killed in Menzo Branson and realize course I'm biased here that the drow are not to be easily trusted I know that from many years of experience if there's any perhaps royal trinket that I could carry with me to show that I 
have your voice as well. You already have the medallion. Correct. That should be more than enough. Very good. But do me a favor and don't propose any sort of alliance with Blingdenstone and and Menzo Baranzan. There'll be no promise of an alliance. Merely a ceasefire. I would be okay with that. You have my blessings, but know that in this bar, this deal you're making, you do not represent us. I understand completely. Um, For all I know, though, I'm probably one of the last people of Grakostar, or even the Durgar as a whole, for I know that city has fallen. Yes, we've heard all about Grakostar, and, uh, well... In that case, being as you're the last of the Howling Dark here, why don't you take this? And she'll give you the journal of Nico that was left on the war table. <laughs> this explains more about your city than you probably know, as you were, I believe, absent during this. Yeah, cue a flashback to the carving of the same symbol on Dro and looking at that and saying, okay, this is familiar. I should probably read this kind of going through my head. The symbol that Jesse's describing is, it's a, can you describe it? The The six fingered hand. Uh, And then uh, through the center is a snake, uh, the curved sword with a snake head at the end. The savior's sword will sever the scales. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So this is Nico's (laughs) 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 Uh, diary. Oh man, it's so tempting to make you do a wisdom saving throw right now, but I'm not going to. Because you've read it before. Um, or parts of it, and and they all have. Um, but yeah, you have your old PC's uh, journal that describes. Uh, <laughs> God, that's a weird plot twist. Just pull up these notes that I have in the journal. All right, perfect. Yeah, um, and you have access to all of them, and I trust you to role play that as such. Yeah. But um, basically, you have the knowledge of, of Nico uh, up until their uh, demise. I would say, um, the demise is a weird word for it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so you have that, and you have their blessings. Um, they'll outfit you with what you need in terms of food and water um, to travel to Menzo Baranzan, which, as you know, is going to be about two weeks' journey. All right, so uh, first thing that I would do is then I'd probably get everything together, pack it up, and then I would attempt to contact Hamath, see if he's in the area, escape the drow, see if he's surviving. So I would cast Sending to contact him. Yeah, um, you're say, able... Uh, Go ahead, sorry. Probably say... Himith, I uh, hope you're alive. If you, if this reaches you, come meet me back and uh, bling the stone. Yeah, so you, uh, can he respond to you? Yes. Once. Once, he can respond once of 25 words, I think. Yeah. He'll say, oh, sore lord, you son of a bitch, I'll be right there. I'm only a couple days journey out, wait for me. Um, so Hemoth will be heading your way. Uh, you've got a couple days in Blingdon Stone to chill, do whatever you want to do, um, and then... I'll just tell you right now, you're going to have time. You're going to be going towards Menzo Baranzan with Hemoth, correct? Yes, that's um, the plan. Probably which, with whoever of my caravan even shows up even to, to or kind of get probably get the idea of who's still alive from Hemoth as well, because I haven't really talked to any of them yet after yeah, the war. Yeah, you you could uh, see who, who all is still alive. I think it's been a while, um, so we'll see who's Yeah, or even there. who's still in the area, you know, because I'm sure they probably wanted to do some other shit too. Yep, yep. Uh, what else do you want to do in Blingdenstone then? Um, I would like every 10 days to, at least for every 10 days, cast a, a Gentle Repose on Ilvara. Whoa. 
Can you explain what that does? Uh, so gentle repose keeps the body from decaying, so that I can still use spells on it uh, with that extend past the time limit. Perfect. So it hasn't been ten days yet, um, but yeah, you are able to find out that there are five Dwergar traders who have survived. Um, I'm sure that you're sending sending in some of those days as well. Yeah, but I'd, I'd probably be casting sending actually to uh, probably former people of. Krakosta, like Ilsa, who is the head of the basically the standing army there. Yep. Uh, basically, basically important, more important people from the area. Um, probably not people like Gartaker or anything like that, because I don't think I'd have anything to do with that. But like maybe Gorlock, because he was part of main security. Erdy Blackskull. Yeah, Ilsa. Yeah, so I will say with those people who are higher ups in Gracklestock that you try to contact, it is fuzz as a response back. Just white noise. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you are able to find out that Hemoth, Garen Moltencrag, Amrig Madbreath, um, Venman, Ashbite, and Bramic Rockbleeder all survived. Um <laughs> However, two of them are heading back to um, Gracklestug. Um, whether or not that's a good idea or not, that's what they're doing. Yeah. Um, two of them are with Hemoth. You can choose to bring them if you want. Can you run those names again? Garrett Moltenkrag, so Amrig Madbreath, Venman Ashspite, and Branmick Rockbleeder. I was going to tell him to take it from the top, too. <laughs> <laughs> I love Rockbleeder. Yeah, Rockbleeder's the that's MVP. Like so 100%. metal. Yeah, I'd imagine that would probably be like, you know, just kind of a... I mean, since we'd have time before, like, taking off to, I guess we'd probably drink just because we're... Yeah. Durgar. Probably, like, drink and kind of get used to, like, well, we're all still alive. That's so sorry, you want, cool. you want two of them to show up with you? Yeah, sure. So you got Hemoth, you got Amrig Madbreath, and you got Branmic Rockbleeder. Um, you, can call, you can call them Madbreath and Rockbleeder. That makes it a little bit easier. And Hemoth. Um, again, these are all Dwergar traders um, who have traveled with Lauren many times before, uh, both out of the Underdark and through the Underdark. They know the area really quite well. So you all are able to drink and get some merriment. Um, go ahead and roll a, let's see here, roll a performance check. <laughs> I have a question. When you say those names, can you put on Slayer in the background? Sure. Uh, minus one to that, so that's a not good two. <laughs> two. Okay. <laughs> you you have a good time. You have a good time, but uh, the sort of madnesses that you have sustained are still there um, from your time with the Howling Dark. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, and then I'd say after we get our shit together, everyone's ready to go. Because we all know if you experience PTSD, one night of drinking yeah. will take care of everything. Yeah, yeah. so do. <laughs> That's what um, my grandpa thought. So, like, uh, probably, you know, within the merriment and whatnot, just like, you know, hey, these are my friends, they're still alive. Probably go through Nico's book together a little bit, kind of get an idea for all of us what's happening down here. So as you're going through the book, every once in a while, like for example, Rock Bleeder's the first one, and he's like, no, no, I'm not, I've had enough of this. And he just leaves and he goes and sits at the bar, he's away from the table. Um, and eventually, Mad Breath is like, yeah, I'm gonna go hang out with Rock Bleeder. It's a bit too much for them. You know, just reading through it, it's shit you don't wanna know. 
it seems a bit much. Hemoth will sit there with you, though. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, even when they're away, too, I'd probably be like, Hemoth, the ones that you had met, one of them turned in, the drow turned into one of the demons. You speak a drow? Yes. I saw it with my own eyes. Well, how, how did that happen? He carved the symbol on this book onto his chest, six-fingered hand, and screamed a name I wasn't too familiar with. Let's not think too hard about that name. Best yes. not be said here. And thus he paused for a moment, transformed into a great winged beast with a weapon, a bow of the size I've never seen. Well, you know, we have a saying in Gracklestug, I'm sure you remember, and that's uh, the saying goes, that's not good. <laughs> I remember the other saying that that's not our problem either. Yeah, well, unfortunately, <laughs> I don't know if that applies here. That Un might yes, be more unfortunately, we have to. <laughs> this seems to be our problem very much so. Well, so the demons can infiltrate people, making cause people to become demons themselves. Also, it would seem that people are able to gain their power by willingly giving themselves up to them. Which That's is an good. even more horrifying concept. Yeah. Well, Ash Spite and Molten Crag are heading to Gracklestug right now. They'll be in contact with me, and I'll report back to you what they see. Yeah, I would keep in close contact and tell them to be very careful. Well, we'll head out tomorrow if that's okay with you. I'm not going all the way to Menzo Branson. You know me. That is fine. We'll stop at the usual place on the, along the route. Right. We'll take you to the Dark Dominion. <laughs> but, you know, that's, they consider that their territory. You're on your own after that, Lauren. I understand. And he'll cheers his glass with you and continue drinking, continue reading. He'll continue reading as well. Um, the, uh, the manuscript, not really a manuscript, I guess it's not a work of fiction or anything, but the book that Nico was writing. Um, up until the end, which I think the last page was like probably about going and fighting the Medusa, right? Yeah, probably just notes of what had to be done in in uh, Blinkenstone. Blinkenstone. Yeah, and like and then like you know ideas for like the pamphlet that Nico's trying to write for. That's the for stuff grass. that makes your head hurt. That's the stuff that's no bueno in the old noodle. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, uh, Mad Breath, Rock Bleeder, and Hemoth, they're all going to... I literally just passed Kratz a note that said, are these doors in Guar? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, they're dressed similar to, similarly to Hemoth, which is, you know, a lot of trinkets on their stuff. They don't look like classic Gracklestug, like warriors or anything, um, but they, they wear similar, um... Uh, clothes uh, and then have a lot of more trinkets a little bit more eccentric you could tell that they've they've been around um, they don't look as cool as Hemoth with his mohawk and his long beard and his tiny air he has glasses too I believe yeah, he's got uh, those real tiny ones a picture of Hemoth right there we can all see him yes. I like that badass oh braided beard yeah, he kicks so much he's ass. shaped like an oval he's like an egg but he cool kicks ass. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a cool pie. egg yeah Dude, he kicks so much ass. spiked for armor and i'll shit. post a picture of hemoth on uh uh patreon and discord and stuff okay are you ready to head out is there anything else you want to do in blingdonstone nope i think that'd probably be it all right get the, the little cart ready with the body and all that shit and so you're gonna have two weeks of downtime here very good um you're taking a cart with you yeah okay 
Um, and you are traveling with uh, three other Dwergar, and you all know the routes quite well. You do have to use the more common roads, um, the larger roads, because you have a cart. Uh, but again, you all know it well enough when to maybe, you know, stop when you hear a purple worm crossing by overhead or below. Um, you all are used to that. You know that there are certain times when you shouldn't travel past the, what's called, um, you know, like the main King's Highway. Right. Um, that's one of the larger caverns that leads through the Underdark thoroughfare almost based on movements of various creatures like Umbra Hulks and stuff like that. You all can time that really well. What you don't expect as you're going through these dark caverns, um, you know, punctuated at times by bioluminescence, both from small creatures and from fungi, um, is that, A, you're still adjusting your eyes. And at first, you know, they're, they're, your, two, your three dwarf, or Dwergar traveling friends are kind of making fun of you a little bit, but then they feel sort of bad for you. So they start kind of pointing out things a little bit more. And are you using light or anything? Uh, just like a little lantern on, on my, like, my, yeah. the what, flag staff thing that I'm carrying around. Which they give you shit for, but then they feel really bad about later on. They're like, oh, that's kind of sad more than anything. <laughs> um, Hemoth even says to you, he's like, I don't think any less of you because of that. I hope you know. Of course. Um, what startles you is every once in a while you'll see a small flock of rocks flying over you. And remember, the rocks are sort of those eagle bat demons that you all have seen multiple times throughout the campaign. Um, every once in a while you'll see uh, just sort of a mushroom person doing this very gesticulated dance in one direction or another. Uh, that looks kind of unhealthy and unnatural. Um, every once in a while, you'll also see just like an Umber Hulk that has been completely devoured, which is not common as they're closer up to like apex predators. Um, it's just certain things around the Underdark don't look like it normally was. You walk through the normal clouds of Phaserus, and they seem a little bit more intense in your mind. Being a cleric, you're sort of attuned to these sort of uh, preternatural... Uh, phenomena, and they just seem a little bit more intense to you. The redness of the phaserus is a little bit more intense, the, the feeling in your mind. Eventually, as you're you're about a couple days out from the... Um, well, let me stop right there. What is it that you want to do on these this two weeks journey uh, with your three companions? Are you looking for anything? Are you training anything? Are you writing anything? Creating anything? Uh, I would likely start adding to what's in Nico's journal just to continue information in there. Um, start writing down like the differences I'm noticing. Uh, maybe like, yeah, and like maybe referencing the book constantly more to just like to make sure I have a better handle on what I'm going to give a spiel as when I finally get there, because you know, I want to be able to versed in what I'm actually going to say to these people kind of want to really learn what was in that notebook. Kind of like, why is that mushroom uh, dancing like that? And it's like, oh, must be, you know, one of Philo's followers of Zuckmoy. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, what the hell does that mean? And like kind of referencing things in the book. Yeah, you're tying things together sort of. Um, and you're including the parts about Droho as well in the Battle of Lingdenstone. Yeah. 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 So you copy that. You might be able to make some connections to Grazd being, as that name was said, a lot. Very high pitched and very loudly from a flying drow demon man. Um, and you're, you're, you're writing down all of the things that you saw both in Blingdon Stone and now and kind of making connections, uh, continuing Nico's uh, journal and sort of putting together your spiel. Um, 
and you're, you're focusing on these events a lot. You're starting to put them together. Along your journey, you come to a rock that has an insignia in it that you have not seen before. Do you speak drow? Does anyone speak drow in your group? Probably not. Okay. There is a sign with a symbol on it. Okay, and so it is a a straight line up in the middle with almost a crescent moon turned horizontally going across the middle of the spire. And then at the sort of corners of those crescent moons on top of them, there are two almost half-made triangles. And it looks like a rune that you have not seen before. And it is largely scratched onto a rock. And Hemoth's going to say, that's, that's new. Probably not good. That is most certainly not good. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. It's drowish in nature. That means they've been expanding their territories as well. I don't think so. Or perhaps turning to the other side, I guess. I don't... I don't know. This one's new. I'm not an expert on this stuff, but this looks different. Hmm. Guess I'll cast Detect Magic on it. I'll ritual cast that. You, see you if ritual, there's anything coming out of there. Yeah, you ritual cast it. There is... Uh, again, it's it's kind of frustrating because there's just latent phaserous everywhere. But you can tell that a lot of the phaserous has manifested itself in this rune. Whether or not that was on purpose or not is impossible to detect. But this rune in and of itself was not necessarily made to be magical. However... Has the phasers made it magical or not? It's really fucking hard to tell because there's phasers kind of everywhere. Got Does that it. make sense? Yes. Okay. Whatever this rune is, it just holds power in itself. So it'd be best to avoid things like this. Should we go the other direction? Yes, I think so. All right. You all turn around and head down a different tunnel that heads, you know, in a, a, a different direction. You all are still sort of familiar with where you're at, um, but you're getting closer and closer the Dark Dominion, um, and your travelers are still with you. You're consuming, you have enough for the journey there. Um, you do not have enough journey uh, for the journey back in particular, Sir Lauren, um, but the travelers are going to drop you off, you know, along the way, and then they'll head back on, on um, the main road to continue their journeys. Anything else that you want to do along the way besides riding? I think you have plenty of time. I guess... Uh... I would occasionally question how I was doing. I would uh, ask my god, and I would cast uh, what the fuck is that spell called? Are you thinking of augury? Probably Ang- casting augury and divination since I'm fourth level. Pretty sure it's pronounced angry. Angry. Okay, yeah. So I would cast divination. Divination. Can you describe yes. divination and why and you're casting it? What you're trying to accomplish? Um. So I can. Uh, I can make an offering to put in contact with a god or god's servants. I can ask a single question concerning a specific goal, event, or activity to occur within seven days. The GM offers a truthful reply. The reply might be a short phrase, cryptic rhyme, or an omen. doesn't take into account any possible circumstances that might change the outcome, such as casting of additional spells or the loss or gain of a companion. If you cast a spell two or more times before finishing your next long rest, there's a cumulative 25% chance for each casting after the first to get a random reading. And this is the Stellune? 
Yes. What okay. the fuck? I think this is the first time his spells have ever been cast at the table. Yo, we never used this before. Yeah, so what's your question? My question would be, let's see here, how would I want to phrase this? So I will ask, will the drow be able to see the moonlight or snuff it out? Just as the sun's light only hits half of the moon, only half of the moon's light hits half of the world. All right, I think that would, I think that would actually, uh, you know, give me some fortitude for going forward then. So like not all is lost already. And that's kind of the biggest move I wanted to hear. At I'll least, you at least have some that as as you want to. Yeah, the inter- way I yeah. interpret it is it's supposed to be sort of cryptic. Yeah, exactly. But and and I, that's I'm just saying what this is what Lauren would think. The nice thing about having Jesse as a PC is he's also uh, a lit nerd, so I can do that shit. But yeah, I think you got it right. Yeah. Okay. I don't want you to waste like a fourth level spell. <laughs> like that's a pretty dope oh, spell. No, yeah. But I just like it would suck if like someone who didn't want to like look into what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Huh? I mean, and again, it's like uh, so. Is it a yes or a no? And it's like ah. I'll say it was it'd be sure even more uh, out for you, but it would yeah. be more for like peace of mind too, where it's like you'll be snuffed out immediately. Like as an answer, just be like, oh yeah. Like, you know, it's kind of like, I think you have, at least there's a chance, yes. you know, that's, that's it. That's like, all I need to like, that's all Lauren needed to hear. was like, yeah. at least there's a chance. Yeah. Like this won't just end immediately. Yep. I think that's just, it's more of like, you know, just kind of like, I, I'm not sure. Like everyone's like, that is a fucking psycho idea. And it's like, okay, I know. <laughs> like, I just want to make sure it's like, God, uh, do you, uh, yeah. is this that crazy? Hey, in my in my fantasy world, does one of these gods at least give enough shits to say, "Well, you might live." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love that spell. I would I I really like that a lot. Um, so you are sort of filled with. Uh, well, I don't want to speak for your character's emotions, but um, there is a, an inkling of confidence in that message. Yeah, a bit more resolved in- to what inkling, I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and uh, your uh, traveling companions are not magical by nature, so they sort of are watching you doing this and they're protecting you as you're going along ritual casting this. You're probably sitting in the cart and they're kind of pulling it along for yeah. you. Um, and they know that you've been through some shit. You know, they gave you some shit at the beginning and at the bar and for not being having your sight and they're realizing like, oh, this guy's probably going through more than we really understand and delving into things and, um, and, and elements that we're not really um, familiar with. Okay, so you, uh, anything else you want to do? No, nothing. Yeah, nothing really too specific. Uh, okay. Like he's not really, you know, prolific, and <laughs> for that proficient in like uh, anything but playing the viol. So, <laughs> like, yeah, he doesn't really like work on things. He's more of just like a warrior and kind of spreader sure. of word. No, that's fine. Um, I can just say that you're a couple days out of the Dark Dominion. Um, you all have been going through your rations. No crazy encounters. You know. Maybe I had to scare off some bandits here and there. Nothing worth noting, okay? Eventually, you all come up to um, a cavern that's not super large, but it kind of looks like a beehive in nature, meaning that it looks like a honeycomb, sort of. And you can just see there's many entrances in many different places kind of all around you. You could easily walk into a couple of different ones, and you know that they'll all go into the Dark Dominion. And as a traveler, you know that the drow claim this as their own. However, it's not part of Menzo Baranzan proper. 
Okay. And this is where Hemoth will say to you, Well, this is where we're going to leave you, lad. Uh, Sir Lauren, I'm, I've got a lot of respect for you, and I, I can tell that this journey and whatever journey you've been on has already taken its toll. I just hope that it uh, doesn't take any more from you. Be safe, old friend, on your return home. They do the cool clasp on your shoulder, each one of them, uh, Mad Breath and Rock Bleeder as well. Um, and they say, best of luck, and uh, I hope we'll be seeing each other again. Yes, and if you can, if I do not return anywhere or do not contact you, tell the others that were above ground what has happened and what I tried to do. I'll send message to Gauntlegrim, and hopefully they'll be able to relay the message. Very good. Um, so they leave you with the cart. Um, well, they take the cart with them, and you are there with your supplies and with your lantern. And body. <laughs> and uh, are you taking the whole body or the head? Probably the whole body. Oof, Okay. Um, shoulder up. Oh wait, she's big as fuck, ain't she? Uh, I mean, she's a drow. I, I thought you were just taking the head. Let me see what I need to cast this. I yeah, might just ahead. be able to bring the head. I, I'm okay with ruling it with just the you head. Speak with that. I just need the head, right? Uh, yeah, you need the head and the, head and the, neck. the throat part. Okay, so head and throat. Yeah, cool. So we'll cut around down there. You need, the, you need the parts that can vocalize. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Like all the skin that a V-neck T-shirt reveals. Uh, yeah. I would give a little bit more leniency than that. Are we talking about a deep I'm beat or regular? Like a That's sub-zero. what I think he's cutting out. I picture like a sub-zero like uh, neck yeah, rip, except think, with all this. I think most of the neck, cords. but like it's it's also fantasy make believe world. So you know, wait, what? Um, huh? This is <laughs> real life, dude. Well, I'm gonna go yeah. kill myself. <laughs> you have her head, um, and you have your the arrow, and you have your supplies. Yep, so I'll load that up and start walking into... No, it really doesn't matter. Yep. I'll just pick one at random and start walking. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, I had a, a question. Um, the area he's going in, what are you describing? You keep calling it like the something darkness? The, the dark dominion. Dark dominion. For the listeners, what is the dark dominion? Uh, I was curious myself because I was just wondering if that's not been yeah. explained or... It is a an area that is technically claimed by the drow not part of Menzo Baranzan proper but it is a uh, cave-like system that is a little bit more winding and a little bit more closed off and a little more honeycomb-like um, outside yeah. of the city the city doesn't have one entrance like Gontelgrim has like basically two entrances or not sorry not Gontelgrim Gracklestug basically yeah. has like two main entrances from the lake and then from the, the trading road this place has many, many, many different entrances, but the population of Menzo Baranzan, and I should go over this with you, Sir Lauren, it's like 20,000 drow, not including the slaves, which is a lot, a lot, a lot of people, a very high population. Um, the, there's a very high slave population there. Lauren, you would know all this. Um, it's, uh, it has many different entrances, but the thing is they have the manpower to man every entrance, right? Mm -hmm. um, it is basically the center of power in the northern Underdark. Maybe a Gracklestug could like put up a decent fight if it came to it, but in terms of like pure manpower and magic power, Menzo Baranza basically is where it's at. Cool. I was just, I was curious. For sure. I was just asking. Is it? I, was, I, f I feel like Sir Lauren, as it's his time, knows, but yeah, I was just I don't know, and I'm not gonna use that to metagame anything. I just wanted to. I like that kind of shit. So. Yep. Sir Lauren, 
you're walking in. You're, you realize the futility of your choice on which cave-like entrance you walk into. And you have your lantern, you walk into it, and you are, ironically, I didn't mean to use this pun, but you are dwarfed by the size of this cave entrance <laughs> as you go into the black. You walk down it for a while, and eventually towards, you hear it before you see it, but you hear some uncomfortable shuffling. And it's just sort of shuffling through the rocks and the dirt below, and kind of a moaning. Like a, and then your light sees it, and it looks like a drowish body. You see their feet first, but their clothes are completely torn. And as it goes up, you see that their head is completely split wide open. Half the head is hanging off on the right side, and half the head is hanging off on the left side. And in the middle is a giant fungal growth. Oh no. That kind of is holding the two parts slightly together. And it's just, you hear one and you hear a couple more. You hear about six of them walking in your direction. Just I will smother my light. And okay. I will cast invisibility on myself. Okay. Sick. You smother your light, you cast invisibility on yourself, and they continue walking directly past you. Shuffling in the direction of Neverlight Grove. Oh, oh no. Oh, mama. <laughs> my head itches. My head is so itchy. Some of them have their arms. Um, some of them have, you know, just moss growing over parts of where their limbs were. Um, they are a hodgepodge of fungi and drow. Um, many of them do have mushrooms either sprouting out of their head or some of them, like I was describing, have become more mushroom than drow. And they are shuffling along and they pay no attention to you, obviously because you're invisible. I'll slowly continue on. When I'm out of sight of them, I'd probably relight my lantern and continue. Okay. Uh, you relight your lantern. Describe to me how you're going through this tunnel. Are you, um, you have heavy armor on, right? Yes. So you're, you, you can't really be quiet. And you right. hear your, you're doing Dark Souls footsteps right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm, pretty- I'm not moving imposingly. I'm kind of moving like, a, you know, a traitor, just a lowly person just yeah. coming. And yet your armor betrays that sort yeah. of <laughs> yeah. uh, visage you're trying to put forth. Um, you go a ways in there. Uh, it hasn't been like a day or anything. It's probably been several hours uh, as you're going through. And again, you have plenty of supplies, so I'm not worried about that kind of stuff. Um, eventually, you do hear some more footsteps in front of you as you're kind of going through this long curving tunnel that is dark and I would say about mm, gesticulating between 20 and 5 feet across. Uh, You're at a point right now where it's about 15 feet across. And you do hear some footsteps in front of you along with some larger, heavier footsteps. Almost like paws. Paws? Mm-hmm. Oof. I'm not really sure if paws, claws? Paws, claws. Um, then for my, if 
I heard more people coming closer again, I will use my other trick to hide, and I'll cast Meld into Stone and move into the wall. Okay. And just kind of wait there as part of the rock in the wall. Yep. You cast Meld into Stone, and you're a part of the walk, rock in the wall. You can see that coming towards you is a group of drow. Six drow scouts. Two elite drow warriors riding giant lizards. Ugh. The lizards are dark green, kind of chameleon looking with their eyes kind of wandering in all directions. Um, And that's why I was like, paws, claws? (laughs) I don't know what a chameleon has because I don't picture them with big ass claws. But um, yeah, so they are marching and they won't notice you if you don't want them to. Yeah, not yet. (laughs) Not yet. I don't think I want them to notice me. Okay. Uh, They march right past you as you are completely stoned. And once they pass, I will break the spell. Mark that down. And then uh, continue on. Slowly just shuffling along with my lantern. Cool. Um, Kind of uh, a la Obi-Wan and the Death Star kind of thing. The fuck does that mean? Obi-Wan and the Death Star and New Hope. Well, I know what you're talking about. Do you want to describe that? Oh, the, the Star He's Wars. just kind of wa- yeah, just kind of wandering around. And okay. No one really notices him. <laughs> but He's sneakily, like, I suppose. Yes, right? sneakily in a way where it's like, is he like really sneaking? Like people just don't pay attention to like, you know someone just like wandering. That's true. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'll take that. Well, he's using the force to like. Okay, that's enough of that. How many Medichlorians does Sir Lauren right, have? <laughs> Dude, I love Medichlorians. Okay, let's move on. Um, you do not encounter another Drowish patrol. Um, and you are able to approach uh, one of the mini gates to Menzo Baranson. Real quickly, I want to go over a couple things with you, Sir Lauren, about Menzo Baranson. <laughs> yes. In fact, I think you should probably ask me some questions and we can go over your knowledge of this city before we get into it. Okay. Okay. What is it that you want to know about this city? Because this is a big ass fucking city. Um, I guess I would. Would I know if there's like. Who rules this city? If there's multiple houses that rule it and yes. things like okay. that. Okay, good question. Great question. You wouldn't know the exact politics of what's going on right now. You would know that typically there are eight houses, eight houses. that fight for power in Menzo Baranzan. And as you're thinking of this, Sir Lauren, the last you heard, the house that's in power, it was House Bainra. And as your thought, I don't mean to demand your thoughts, but this is just the way the brain fucking works. When you hear Bainra, you heard this word once before recently. Mm. You heard it from the mouth of Jin. Back when she was taken over by some abyssal language, you casted tongues on her and understood eight words. Yes. What did you understand? The abyssal webs. Abyssal webs. The layers emptied. Um, Bainra. Bainra and Loth. Right. Last you heard, House Bainra was in power here. But you know that there are seven other houses. Um, Mizram was one of them. Um, and you carry the head of Ilvara Mizram, who was a high priestess of the house. The house's. Um, what else do you want to know? Has there ever been uh, any, I guess, any knowledge of like non-drow going to the city commonly? Good question. 
um, you would know that Menzel Baranzen runs on a lot of different economic systems. Um, unfortunately, one of the biggest ones being slavery, right? So there are a lot of slaves living in um, Menzel Baranzen, both drow and non-drow. Uh, in particular, bugbears, in particular, goblins, orcs, other humanoids, dwergar, and dwarves as well. However, it's not completely unheard of for somebody to be able to get through Menzo Baranzen and be able to trade and stuff like that if they were to have good enough goods. You've heard legends about it. Okay. Like, some of the best dwergar traders you've ever heard of were, like, not considered friends in Menzo Baranzen. But we're able to access the city. Gotcha. Uh, power structure here is the same. Men are the lowest. Goes all the way up. Uh, yes. Yeah, so it is. Sorry, it's a matriarchal society. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Men are like total dog shit here. Um, the highest thing that you could be in drow society, and this is pretty well known, would be like the head sorcerer. But there's no way you'll ever be the head mother of a house. All right. Uh, are there different like wards in the city? Is there like richer and poorer areas? So fucking many. Okay. You wouldn't believe. <laughs> well, hopefully we kind don't have like, to get through all. Yeah, of them. kind of like, like mega, mega gentrification kind of thing up to the houses, kind of in a way. It, it, it's it's very it's it's varied more less on um, less on not every drow lives well in Menzo Branson. Right. It's how how well that house is doing at that time. And how well you are aligned to that house that has power. Okay, gotcha. Okay. You've heard stories about houses disappearing in the middle of the night. And you've heard stories about houses gaining complete power over arguably the biggest, most powerful city in the Underdark overnight. You also know that the nickname of the city is the City of Spiders. Of course. (laughs) Uh, Is there like a general... I guess is loath like the general religious belief here? Only. Only? Only. Only. Okay, got it. To even suggest otherwise, death. death. Okay, gotcha. All right, that's very good to know. Does it look like uh, they're doing anything in sort of defense of the city? You haven't quite gotten there yet. Okay. You know that the drow are possibly the most warlike people in imperialistic people in the Underdark. They're fucking good at waging war. Blingdenstone is a barely living example of that. Gracklestuck is almost the exception that proves the rule, that everything else is nearly so dominated by the drow throughout the Underdark. They are the power. Um, You aren't quite there to see what the defenses look like now. Okay. But we're approaching the gate, so you'll find that out soon. Kratz is making some stink faces over here. Yep. Gracklestug also had Thimbershard, as far as I remember. So. Thimbershard was not a defense mechanism, though. Thimbershard was there to power the forges. Yeah, but like, so cool. <laughs> well, he's not alive anymore. Spoiler. <laughs> Spoilers? Uh, no. That happened in the past episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen out of order... Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know what I'm doing. All right. I'm going to. Yeah. I'm going to just walk up to the gate and walk up to the gates casually. Okay. So 
you get closer and closer, and in the cheesiest of uh, fashion, their gate is closed, and it basically looks like a giant spider with web coming out of it. All right, it's fairly fucking straightforward. <laughs> like cool, but man, fuck you in your aesthetics. They're on the nose, man. They know who they are. Um, there are about four sentries outside of the gate. The gate doesn't go to the top of the cavern. The cavern is probably about 20 feet tall. Um, and on the top of the cavern, there's also, you can see about three or four other drow standing up at the top. So they kind of have like a sentry's view. Burn it all down, Jesse. Burn <laughs> it all fucking down. <laughs> the four in front, you can tell they're all male drow. The four up top, you can tell they're all female drow. Okay? Okay. This doesn't look like the heavily, most heavily guarded gate in the world. But it's also, you know, one of, as you've heard before from traders, one of 20 or 30 gates to get into Menzo Baranzan. Right. Um, you cannot see the city from where you're at right now. Um, and as you're approaching casually, you do hear crossbows beginning to get locked and knocked. Okay? Yes. And you hear an undercommon from one above standing on top who seems to have a little bit more ornate armor. She's going to say to you, Who goes there? My name is Lauren Rock Tiller. I have come to deliver something to House Miserum, something that belongs to them. I come on behalf of Deep King Horgar, King of Grakosta. What business do you have with House Miserum? I have witnessed the death of Ovara, and I bring to your head so that you can hear the truth from her mouth herself. Describe what you mean when you say hear the truth from herself. Clearly, she is dead. I have maintained this head for this entire time so that I may cast speak with dead in front of them so that they may not hear the words from her mouth alone and hear what I say is true. You inferior man from an inferior race suggests that you are going to cast necromantic sorcery upon one of us and we are to let you into our city. She raises a hand, as if to prepare to fire. That is correct. For you have a much bigger threat than me standing here. Your sincerity honestly intimidates me. You thought this was a good idea. I thought it was the only idea. Why? She holds her hand up still. Because if you do not wish to lose your wonderful city to the demons as well, I would recommend you hear me out, for they are running a tide of destruction across the Underdark. Neverlight Grove is spawning your people into mushroom creatures. My city is all but destroyed. You don't think we know this already? Of course I do. Fire. They're gonna fire. Crossbow touch. Crossbow touch. What a asshole way do you speak with dead? But he just walks up solo like, to this fucking so gate. So badass. And like, yo, fuck off. I'm going to speak with dead so you can hear it from this dead person's mouth. Not to get my own information because yeah. I already know it. He should have known Drow are such dicks, though. He knows that. Okay. So we have um, eight. One of them is giving orders, so I'm going to do 14 attacks. Oh. All right. 
HUD and oh, shit. 20. You have, to beat ace, you have to beat 18. Okay, so I hit you seven times. Okay. All right. You are riddled full with fucking crossbows. A lot of them hit to the side of you or bounce off your armor as you're pretty, pretty well armored. Um, you probably have a shield up as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so let me get the damage real quickly. They do 41 damage to you. Ooh. Now, with your resist, you're resistant to poison, right? Mm-hmm. We're just gonna do one giant constitution saving throw. All right. Oh, no. I get advantage on that. 16. You pass. Okay, so you don't take any damage from the poison, and I'll just say that your resistance, you you actually are able to take the poison, but that would have taken you out. You could feel for a second, you know when you stand up and get a head rush? Mm -hmm. Imagine getting hit by like seven crossbow bolts, then kind of like, oh boy, here we go, nope, and then you come back to it. Um, but you, I don't know if you'll be able to withstand another one of those. Hmm. He seems quite strong. She holds up her hand again. Reload. If you will not have me in, then fine. And I'll cast, uh, let's see. I'll cast, what do I want to do? I'll cast Shield of Faith on myself, throw the head towards the gate, throw the spear with it, and turn around and start walking away. Okay. Ask it yourself then, you petty f fools. Yeah. You do that, um, and they're going to fire at you again. Oh. What do I have to beat? 22, 1. So what a, what a fucking boss. Holy shit. Lauren is cool. <laughs> like some people in the discord were like, yo, Lauren's really cool. And I was like, I don't know. I played with the character for you know, a few sessions now. And I was like, no, Lauren's fucking cool. 18 damage. Oh, yeah, baby. I'm up with two hit points. You're up with two hit points. Roll another constitution save. Come on. Time. Advantage. Come on. Oh. Crit 20. Crit 20. Okay, you're fine. You start walking down the way. Um casually and she's really amazed that you're still standing up and you hear them start to kind of freak out a little bit about that head and they're going to start pursuing you. All right. 11 arrows in him. Yeah. 11. What a daddy. I'll let you have another turn though. All righty. Action dash to start running down the, the area. Then I will also, ah, yes, I can cast Healing Word as a bonus action. That's right. That's cool. a bonus action one. So I'll cast that as I'm running at third level. Cool. You're getting a ways away from them, and they're still reloading and figuring out themselves. However, an icy cold blade comes into your side oh. from a direction that you didn't feel coming. And you just hear in your ear, shh, 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 trust me. <laughs> 